Aquinas wondered, can envy be put to bed? Greater than envy according to the aspect of its object is contrary to charity, whence the soul derives its spiritual life. Charity rejoices in our neighbor's good, while envy grieves over it. Greater than. Greater than Aquinas, Tommaso de Quino, 1225. He took seriously the medieval maxim that grace perfects and builds on nature, it does not set it aside or destroy it. Dash. Modern envy lovers. Greater than the world would be a better place if Americans were less polite about the obscenity of super wealth in terms of individual morality. Rich people who don't want to have their funds taxed away ought to be shamed into showing they're able to use individual ethical action to help ameliorate serious local and global problems. Greater than. Greater than liberal blogger Matthew Iglesias. Greater than he told us of his intense resentment of the fact that he was smart and had nothing, while they were dumb and had a lot. That, he said, is how I became a Marxist. I hated the rich. Greater than. Greater than envious economist David Henderson. Is envy envy an emotion? Darkdizer video game called Envy. HTTPS colon slash slash darksiders.fandom.com slash wiki slash envy. Dash. Envy is called an emotion, but is it? Envy can be so strong for some that they would rather see pain and misery come to the object slash people of their envy. More so, than trade places with them and own what they own. Too many examples of this very human action and intent seeping into other aspects of life. It can become a part of our conscious thoughts. We can transmute the intense envy into the title of morality, within our perspective and then get our mates to join with us to validate each other. An envy fest, titled Morality. The caveman most likely developed envy during clan kinship and survival pressures. We can release envy now but it is being exploited by money and power lust. Average citizens mock each other, our A-listers and archetypes and we regular citizens also behave and deploy the acts of envy in similar ways. It is a well-validated behavior and goes unchecked in most households today. Evolutionary Psychology Works Lucy Natural Selection, the process that designed our brain, right Lita Cosmides and John Tooby, takes a long time to design a circuit of any complexity. The time it takes to build circuits that are suited to a given environment is so slow it is hard to even imagine, it's like a stone being sculpted by windblown sand. Even relatively simple changes can take tens of thousands of years. Under a loose meaning of the term hardwired, all emotions are hardwired by evolution, Max Crosno explains from his office in Santa Barbara. We have the particular constellation of emotions we have because of our evolutionary history. Dung beetles go gaga for feces, but we generally have the opposite reaction. Crosno goes on to explain that evolution is the only way for any emotion to exist at all. But that's not to say our emotions are not malleable. We apply them in all kinds of strange ways, says Crosno. For example, we direct parental emotions toward our pets, which are highly unlikely to be their usual adaptive targets. Ancient envy, envy, guilt, and indignation for survival. If in comparing myself to you I find you have more, I may feel envy. If in comparing myself to you I find you have less, I may feel guilt. If in comparing someone to you I find you have more, I may feel indignation. When a caveman feels guilt, envy, and indignation, he has increased the odds that he will pass his genes along to the next generation. A critical mass of individuals lacking these survival skills within a group meant that group did not live through the winter. 
a life or death situation which is always emotional or reactive. Greater than in an environment where resource acquisition involved a great deal of luck, and where individuals had to buffer this uncertainty by sharing when they were lucky, that would mean that, at least in some circumstances, those in need would feel entitled to the production of others, and others would feel guilty for not giving it to them. From the evolutionary standpoint, individuals who had such emotional adaptations would maintain a steady flow of resources, and thus survive to reproduce, than would those who didn't. Greater than. Greater than Max Crossnow. Greater than private property or communal ownership by a small group is a logical response to a potential tragedy of the commons, but it is not an instinctive one. Instead, there is a human instinct, clearly expressed in hunter-gatherers, but present also in modern society, that protests any sort of hoarding. Hoarding is taboo, sharing is mandatory. Greater than. Greater than the origins of virtue, Matt Ridley. Hundreds of reasons, excuses, for envy. 1951 I Love Lucy. Above researchers and many more have connected envy to survival of early man. Good reasoning I suppose. We have deduced for the caveman a reason for envy and it translates into a scapegoat for us. For us, we have not evolved quickly enough to overcome envy. Wow! What a deduction! We have deduced ourselves into acts of anti-envy to reduce and conceal our shame for unfair treatment of other people and groups. Greater than individuals broadcast their quality as a cooperative partner by means of good acts meant to signal good intentions. Many egalitarian motives could be a product of this signaling competition, as well, he thinks he's a good person because he cares about the poor. Well, guess what? I care about the poor and the rainforests too. Greater than. Greater than Max Crossnow explains. Amish-style adaptation to envy. Mirrored from Gents of Lancaster, PA. The Amish are a secluded religious group that originally came to North America to escape persecution in Europe. While that's a familiar story for almost every religion in America, the Amish are different in that they've changed very little since they first set foot in the New World. Because they're so separate from the modern world, a lot of people ask the question, are the Amish a cult? The short answer is yes, except they're not outwardly malicious toward the modern world. The long answer is much more detailed. In this blog, we'll go through a non-exhaustive list of criteria that often qualify a group as a cult and compare those criteria against the Amish. Those criteria are 1. A charismatic leader 2. A shared, singular goal 3. A process of indoctrination 4. A system of punishment 5. A tiered system of advancement 6. A system of answers to life's questions. 7. An intentional isolation from mainstream society. 8. An emphasis on non-scriptural rules. 9. An opposition to critical thinking and new ideas. Dash. Slow trade ethos. The Hutterites, who came out of the same tradition as the Amish and the Mennonites, have a strict policy that every time a colony approaches 150, they split it in two and start a new one. Keeping things under 150 just seems to be the best and most efficient way to manage a group of people, when things get larger than that, people become strangers to one another. The Hutterites, obviously, didn't get this idea from contemporary evolutionary psychology. They've been following the 150 rule for centuries, at 150, the Hutterites believe something happens, something indefinable but very real, that somehow changes the nature of community overnight.
Some observers have compared the splitting of Hutterite colonies to cell mitosis. Accountability Greater than in a relatively small colony, the proportional contribution of each member is greater. Likewise, surveillance of him by each of the others is more complete and an informal accounting of contribution is feasible. In a colony, there are no elaborate systems of formal controls over a person's contribution. Greater than Greater than thus, in general, the incentive and surveillance structures of a small or medium-sized colony are more effective than those of a large colony and shirking is lessened. Greater than Greater than 1972 Public Choice, Stroop and Botten In other words, they, the village members are obligated to keep each other in check. An obligation of accountability relieves the group of envy. Can this happen in your heart? In your groups? Will you make it happen? Below mirrored from Max Borders. Economist Brian Kaplan argues, for example, that hardwired does not mean fixed. All humans may feel these emotions to some extent. But there's plenty of room to maneuver. You can become less envious than you are. Make an effort to monitor your thoughts and behavior. Count your blessings. Give credit where credit is due. Focus on improving yourself instead of comparing yourself to other people. Spend more time with less envious people. Steven Pinker says the science of the moral sense also alerts us to ways in which our psychological makeup can get in the way of our arriving at the most defensible moral conclusions. The moral sense, we are learning, is as vulnerable to illusions as the other senses. It is apt to confuse morality per se with purity, status and conformity. It tends to reframe practical problems as moral crusades and thus see their solution in punitive aggression. It imposes taboos that make certain ideas indiscussable. And it has the nasty habit of always putting the self on the side of the angels. Any human emotion can become destructive by degree. Economist Young Bak Choi thinks that envy is particularly destructive because it is man's desire to eliminate others' relative gains even if he would become absolutely worse off in the process. We see this in the original ultimatum game. And we see it in the brutal consequences of Stalin and Mao. Because a certain degree of selfless behavior is essential to the smooth performance of any human group, writes Natalie Angier in the New York Times, selflessness run amok can crop up in political contexts. It fosters the exhilarating sensation of righteous indignation, the belief in the purity of your team and your cause and the perfidiousness of all competing teams and causes. Understood this way, envy, despite its evolutionary rationale, does not seem very sane. Perhaps we should hope that any given person is likely to be a little better off over time, even if some are a lot better off, even if this goes against the emotional grain. Alas, a positive some orientation is neither a feature of the egalitarian ethos, nor any politics of envy. And this is just one aspect of the trouble with the Stone Age Trinity as it gets institutionalized. Envy is a piece only at equality, regardless of the absolute level of consumption, adds Choi. Only those societies that have been able to develop sufficient means to mitigate the destructive forces of envy have been able to build civilizations and prosper. Anthropologists have documented that two of the most distinguishing features of poor societies are the relative free expression of envy and the universal fear of envy on the part of those who come to have above-average gains. Envy can creep into both our politics and our personal lives. So also can envy sister emotions, guilt and indignation. All three are facets of a brain that was sculpted by millennia in a mostly zero-sum environment. But now we can live in a positive-sum world.